Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am your host, Chip Hazard. I am your host, Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And today we got a special episode for you. We're going to, uh, very similar to our most recent sporting episode, um, we're going to do some weird musical conspiracies today. Uh, <clears throat> so, conspiracy theories have been circulating since before the 19th century. Honestly, knowing humans, probably even longer than that. Um, some of those conspiracies really make for some controversial legacies. You know, Flat Earth. Um, but combining this with our fascination with celebrities uh, and their downfall, we've concocted some weird theories. Throw the dark world of music in there, and you might as well have made Snow White's Poison Apple. From Illuminati associations to animal body parts, here are some of the weirdest conspiracies in music. Talon, you want to yeah, hit us off uh, with the first one? I will hit you off with the first one, and we're going to talk about how Super Tramp warned us about the 9-11 attack. Um, for those of you who don't know, Super uh, Super Tramp was a... Uh, a rock band from the seven, they're an English rock band from the seventies and eighties. Um, so like I said, super tramp is an English rock band that started in London in 1970 and their 1979 album breakfast in America had a cover that one listener claims predicted the terrorist attacks that took place on September 11th, 2001 in New York city. The album cover shows the perceived the, per, from the perspective of an airplane window with the New York City and the Twin Towers in the background. Outside is a flight attendant holding a cup of holding a glass of orange juice. Now, the plane theme combined with New York City is only the first connection to not to 9/11 with Supertramp. Conspiracy theorists claim that when the image is flipped, the U and the P of the band's name is, spe- is spelled out 911 above the Twin Towers. They also say that the word breakfast predicts that the attacks happened early in the morning. Although co- uh, coincidences are there, it doesn't seem likely a British band knew Al-Qaeda would attack New York 22 years before it actually happened. Um, I, I think this is one of those situations where it's very, very coincidental. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, this was back in 1979. Um and if you look at the way that the album, if you ever seen the album cover that that the, the Super Tramp, the, the album cover, it very much looks like the plane is either going away from uh, New York or it is going past the Twin Towers, not directly towards them. Um, how do you guys feel about this one? Um, I feel like it's just a straight up coincidental made up kind of thing, like somebody's trying to force it to fit their narrative kind of thing yeah it it definitely seems very coincidental um not i I wouldn't say that it's it's uh a prediction of any sort right it it seems very very coincidental to me yeah And, and on and on top of anything i mean i mean like if this was a preconceived notion that oh, well, they predicted nine eleven, okay, well, what does the what does the flight attendant with the orange juice have to do with anything? You're like, what what does the orange juice have to do with nine eleven? 
You know what I mean? Agent Agent Orange. Agent, okay, yeah. there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We we have a we have a conspiracy nut in the house. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean that's um, the, he said it before. Right. No, I, I, no, I get it. Yeah, I understand. Um, and I also feel it's interesting that if you look at the way the woman is positioned on the album cover, she's holding what looks like a book or a menu in her arms, in her left arm, and holding up the glass of orange juice. It kind of resembling maybe the Statue of Liberty in a sense. Uh, it's exactly, exactly what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, just pointing it out for people who may not understand the co- the connection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, interesting. But yeah, I do I do think this one's definitely a reach. So. All right. That being said, we're going to move on to the very next one. Roger, you got it. Uh, yes, so the next one on the list is one that I still believe to this day. Uh, Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. So, uh, Kurt Donald Cobain, whoever calls him by his middle name is a douchebag. <laughs> um, hey, yo, Donnie, Donnie, come here, buddy. He was an American. That's such a man. Um, so, Kurt Cobain was an American musician famous for being the guitarist, songwriter, and frontman for the rock band Nirvana. Uh, for you kids out there, that's one of the best 90s bands of all time. You should go listen to them. Yes. Um, yes. Courtney Michelle Love is an American sing-songwriter uh, best known for fronting her band Hole and actress who was married to Kurt Cobain. The two celebrities waited back in 1992 after only four months of dating. Um, Cobain quote unquote some committed suicide by gunshot in 1994 after suffering from depression um, his first suicide attempt was in Rome just six weeks earlier now the theory um, posted by Tom Grant uh, states that Love was responsible for her husband's death Grant was the private investigator Love hired to find Cobain after the musician ran away from a rehabilitation center following his first suicide attempt. In the documentary Soaked in Bleach, Grant claims that Cobain couldn't have pulled the shotgun trigger because he was too because uh, there was too much heroin in his system. Grant also believed the suicide note was fake. Fans were ready to accept this theory as truth. Most were already upset uh, by Love's release of her album Lift Through the Days After Cobain's Death. They believe she hired a hitman to kill her husband because divorce was on the horizon. The Seattle Police Department and people close to Cobain, include, including the Nirvana manager, Danny Goldberg, disagree with this theory. Kurt Cobain's death um, is shrouded in so much stuff that doesn't make sense. Like, yes, he, he was he was found to have to be high on heroin, but he was somehow able to pull a shotgun with his feet to kill himself. Yeah, I mean, we could do an entire episode about this one particular conspiracy theory uh, and and still not even scratch the surface of the shit that is like false in in all of this. Um I mean, it's been proven that the way the the shotgun was positioned, there's no way he could have pulled the trigger. Um, Now, whether it fell into that position or it was already in that position, you know, remains to be seen. But 
this is one of the conspiracy the conspiracy theories that I absolutely 100% believe that uh, he did not kill himself. Now, whether it was Courtney Love or or somebody else that did it, you know, maybe she paid somebody or maybe, you know, he owed a heroin dealer some money and, you know, the he paid a guy he or she paid somebody to rough him up and they went too far. Uh, that we don't know. It, it still remains, you know, a mystery at this point, but I 100% believe that he did not kill himself. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't think that it was a suicide. Um, and then, I mean, we've heard, we've had this discussion um, with the, uh, I mean, granted there's still theories up in the air, about the uh, the Chris Benoit double murder suicide, for only from the standpoint triple that triple murder, triple murder, but there's a possibility that any hitman can make something look like a suicide. Um, now, I mean, we, we regardless of what report you want to read or you know what story you want to believe, it does, you know, it does seem like what you just said. There's way too many things that are unanswered that. You know, because because honestly, like, I mean, there because there's even you know conspiracies about not only you know Courtney Love but like executives from like because Kurt Cobain. I think we can all agree that Kurt Cobain was very very unique in his songwriting, and he was one of those that would in in a weird roundabout way, and again, no pun intended. What I'm about to say, he would he would have died for his art if that makes sense, because he, he really, he, he believed in his art so much that, you know, he wanted to protect it and how, so he would, you know, he didn't want to make it look like he was trying to sell out or anything. Um, I mean, and, and there's, there could, there, we've heard stories of people within the industry, you know, possibly having something to do with his hit as well. Um, although there's a part of me that wants to say that this happened because, he loved his, his his daughter so much he wouldn't want to he wouldn't have wanted to leave her you know um like they talked about it a little bit um and uh I, and, and and chip's probably the biggest nirvana fan that i know um and uh i think chip you would probably agree with me that kurt loved his daughter so much he wouldn't have wanted to take that take his own life he would want to be around for her um regardless of how much he hated Courtney um so the the idea that Courtney Love had something done to him is more plausible than him committing suicide oh 100 percent uh I mean there was even a rumor you know way back in the day that um Kurt actually was wanting to give up music altogether just so he could spend more time with his daughter yeah uh, i think dave Grohl said around the, uh, after everything that they were talking about splitting the band up and that's what sparked his idea to create food fighters to begin with right. too um so i've heard that one too and like with interviews and stuff like that would seem like to be the thing and i think courtney love had him killed for the fact that she would own the rights to Nirvana's music, and then they would they wouldn't have had a divorce. 
so she was going to make all that money off of him regardless. Yeah. Right. Can I can I ask you guys this question? Um, because you got to also remember that back then, I think a lot of people believe okay, Nirvana was the, like the kings of the grunge era. Um, you know, because there were bands like Pearl Jam and there were bands like Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains. Can we sit here and say, in a roundabout way, maybe in hindsight, that when Kurt Cobain died, the grunge era or the grunge scene kind of kind of died along with him? Or did it still have a little bit of something left over even after his passing? I mean, grunge didn't really die until like 97-ish. Yeah. So it still lived on a little bit. I mean, Pearl Jam, um, Sav- uh, Soundgarden. Wait, yeah. yeah, Soundgarden, right? Soundgarden, yeah, Soundgarden. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, there was another band at the time. Um, Pilots. I'm trying to blank on them. Allison Chains. Yes. Okay. Which one? Allison Chains. Um, uh, Stone Temple. Okay. Uh, Allison Chains. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but the the other three pretty much kept it going. I mean, Pearl Jam still tours to this day. So right. Uh, well, sort of tours to this day. Um, COVID and everything, but. Um, I mean, they, they, they pretty much, uh, I mean, when you think of grunge, I mean, obviously Nirvana is number one, but Pearl Jam is probably number two for most people. Yeah. When most people think of, when most people think of grunge, they think they normally think of five bands. When they think of grunge, they think Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots and Soundgarden, you know, um, cause those were the, the pioneers of that genre. And there were other grunge acts that came out as well, um, the names of a few of them escape me. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for yeah, me, I mean, there, there's other, but, no, I'll just say there, there are other bands that, that, that I just can't think of it either at this time. Like I, I was struggling to remember, uh, stone temple pilots. I mean, it's been a yeah. while. <laughs> so, so one, one thing that actually, um, like one of the, one of the main things that poses, questions uh about cobain's death is you you know his his body was found by uh an electrician by the name of gary smith who had arrived to install a security system right so gary smith goes on record to say that apart from a very small amount of blood coming out of kurt cobain's ear he reported seeing no visible signs of trauma and initially believed that Cobain was asleep until he saw the shotgun pointing at his chin. Now, I, I don't know if you guys know much about shotguns, but they blow shit up, especially at a close yeah. range. Um, yeah. So if there was a shotgun pointed at his chin, there would be more than just a little blood coming out of his ear. Like, it, it would literally would have blew the back of his head or, or the top of his head. If it's pointed at his chin completely off. Right. You know, right. Even the most, even the cheapest shotgun in the world, even the shotgun, that shotgun that it really isn't that good of a shotgun can still leave a body or a face unidentifiable. Right. You know, I mean, look, I played call of duty. I know what some of them, you know, guns can do, you know, bro. I've never, I mean, I've, I've never actually, Shot. Well, take that back. I shot a shotgun one time, and it damn near knocked my shoulder out of place. So I was like, mm, I don't need to play with a shotgun no more. I'll fucking hurt somebody or myself. I ain't doing this shit. Um, so, 
Yeah, uh, we can keep going on, but it's better that we move on. Um, this may be an episode all on its own. Yeah, uh, we may we may double back to this and and do a complete uh, Kurt Cobain retrospective and everything. Uh, right. Well, I mean, there's so much to it because like there's the Twenty Seven Club that he's a part of and all that kind of other stuff in connections. So that his his death is one of the most mysterious ones um in the world um for famous people or not famous people in general too but we got to move on yeah definitely we got like a few more things to talk about all right um chip you got the next one bubba i I do uh next up we're going to talk about the the theory that stevie wonder is not blind uh so professionally known as stevie wonder steve lynn hardaway morris uh which i did not know was his real name who who's who who calls their name? Who who calls their child Steveland? Um. Anyway, uh, he's one of music's most success, successful songwriters and musicians. He's considered a soul, jazz, funk, rock, and pop legend. He's also blind, but not everyone believes this legend. Uh. In night in in 2014, a video circulated that looks like Stevie Wonder caught a microphone that Paul McCartney accidentally knocked over on stage. Conspiracists are asking, how can a blind man do that? Uh, Now, before I read much further, I I do know that when you lose one of your senses, your other senses become heightened. Um, So, you know, maybe he, he heard it getting ready to fall and, you know, grabbed it or whatnot. I, that I don't know. I mean, he he was born blind, so his other senses definitely will have to be heightened. And he probably heard Paul coming by, and him bumped a mic. Because um, I watched the video, but keep yeah. going on. Um, conspirators also point out that he includes imagery in the songs he writes and enjoys front row seats at basketball games. Besides the problematic and obvious support to this theory. Not everyone who is legally blind is completely without vision. In Stevie's case, it's not true. He was born six weeks premature and became blind shortly after his birth from the oxygen used in the hospital incubator to stabilize him. Still, the fact that he enjoys joking about his vision-impaired status, like when he said he'd actually flown a plane before, doesn't always help calm the conspiracists. Um... Now, personally, I believe Stevie Wonder is blind. Um, You know, maybe not completely to where he can't see anything blind, you know, but he's blind 100%. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that, yes. Because people, people, um... well, here's the thing though, man. People think that if you're blind, you see black and you see darkness but that's not necessarily true. People can see you can see shadows, you can see color. I mean, you can you can see color, but you don't know what the color is. It's weird trying to describe color to a blind person. You know, like they can see they not images because I mean that's obviously they're blind. They can't see images, but they can have because their senses are heightened. It's almost like um like radar or sonar in a sense, R- more radar than sonar. Sonar is more about sound. Um, but more of a radar kind of thing. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? Like you can't really see it, 
but you have, you know, spatial direction and different things of that nature. Um, you know, which like what, like what you, I mean, you know, is there a possibility that an incidents like this could happen where it was a coincidence? Like he felt it instead of seeing it and just instinctively just put his arm out there to stop the microphone from, from falling. That's probably what in a sense happened. Well, if you watch the video, um, he actually has his hand lowered down before uh, Paul McCartney even passes by him. Like it was already in that position. I mean, it could have been just pure coincidence that it just landed in his hand. Right. Right. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that he's pretending to be blind. Like it doesn't gain him anything. No, I mean, he doesn't get anything out of pretending to be blind. I mean, an and, unbelievable musician, unbelievable songwriter, you know. Um, still is the thing about, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the thing about him going to basketball games and everything like that is like he has somebody there ex- like t- explaining the game to him. Like, is he not allowed to like sports because he can't see it? Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, it's crazy. All yeah, right, so I, I see what you're saying, Roger. Um, I just watched the video, and it was as if he was singing and and moving, you know, at the same time, and he was just kind of doing a little dip in the song, and uh, McCartney walked by and bumped it, and almost as if the the microphone just landed in his hand on coincidence. Yeah, because if you notice, like the two people next to him reach out for it and steady it up yeah. for him, because his hand was like it just falls through his hand. Yeah, yeah. It happens like that, you know, sometimes. But people will always find a way to poke holes into the story and say, "Oh, well, he's not really blind, and he's doing it for attention and stuff." Is like, I mean, it's like, and if he was really blind, how could he play piano that well? And I'm like, you never heard of playing by ear, you know? I mean. Some people just have a gift, you know? That being said, um, let's move on to the very next one. Uh, the next one is Rihanna is in the Illuminati. Dun, dun, dun. So, Robin Rihanna Fenty, didn't even know that was her real name, is a famous singer from St. Michael Barbados. She's had multiple hits since her career started in the 2000s. In 2019, she sold a record-breaking 251 million downloads and ringtones. For someone so successful, it's no surprise Rihanna had had a variety of conspiracy theories to her name. Everything from having non-blinking reptilian eyes to framing Chris Brown. Another notable theory is that she is a part of the Illuminati. And not only is she a member... But some fans claim she has also had an arranged marriage with Chris Brown, another suspected member. The rumors started in 2012 when Rihanna got a a slanted cross tattoo on her neck. The diagonal cross is one symbol of the Freemasons, and fans believe she was showing her alliance. In 2018, the belief that Rihanna was part of the Illuminati created some controversy during her stay in Senegal. I want to say that's how that's pronounced. Rihanna was fl- was flying to Dakar to attend Global Partnership for Education Conference. 
but she faced protests from 30 religious groups against Freemasonry. I'm going to butcher this person's name, and Lord forgive me. Umar Diagen, the spokesman for the Coalition of Religious Groups, stated Rihanna does not even hide it. She's part of the Illuminati. Rihanna has referenced to the Illuminati symbols in her music video since 2012. For example, her S&M video calls her the Illuminati, Prince, the Illuminati princess, and the umbrella video is, fil is filled with pyramids. However, it has more to play into the, into the publicity the rumor has brought. Um, any thoughts, gentlemen? I mean, it could be true. Maybe it's not. I mean, it depends on how much you believe in the Illuminati and whether they are controlled by the, you know, upper echelon of millionaires. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, the, the slanted cross doesn't really, you know, mean much. Maybe it was just, you know the way that the tattoo artist placed it on her neck to make the it flow properly or whatnot. I, I don't know. I'm not a, a huge believer in the, hum, uh, in the Illuminati myself. Um, but maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Uh, I don't know. What say you, Raj? Um, I can go into a whole spiel about, uh, Musicians, the Illuminati, like, I'm just going to say, I believe some are and some aren't. Um, do I believe Rihanna's in it? Yes. Uh, a lot of her videos from the very beginning have had the Aussie and I, the, you know, Freemason symbol and just a lot of ritualistic themes behind them. But... But like, uh, well, well, hang on a second, because I I actually have had a conversation with a couple of people um, that I used to work with um, about this, um, about the the discussion of the Illuminati came up and something about Freemasons and things of that nature, and one of the guys that I used to work with say, hold on a minute, don't don't get the two confused. I said, what do you mean? He goes, the Masons and the the Freemasons and the Illuminati are two completely separate entities two completely separate societies and i was like well, well hold on a second i thought the illuminati he, he said he said here's the best way i can describe it to you and i'm not going to go into detail he said the Illumin he, go, he goes the, the freemasons run the world the illuminati controls the world and i was like um okay you know this for a fact and he goes let's just say the less you know the safer you are i'm like okay <laughs> you know i'm not going to argue with that um, I am. Tell him to meet me outside. <laughs> me, hey, oh, all he needs to do is meet Roger outside, and Roger gonna take him to Duff City. Oh, here we yeah. go again, <laughs> Mayor of Duff City, bro. Alrighty, <laughs> MovementRadio.us slash merch. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we'll go from talking about the Illuminati to the very next one. Uh, Roger, you got it. Yes, I do. Uh, so number six is Jimi Hendrix's manager murdered him. Um, another member of the 27 Club. Um, so 
James Marshall Hendrix, better known as Jimi Hendrix, is an American singer, songwriter, musician. He was one of the 20th century's most influential electric guitarists. He was a left-handed guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, Hendrix died in September of 1970 from choking on his own vomit. The postmortem indicated his stomach was filled with barbiturates, also known as sleep-inducing drugs, or muscle relaxants. Um, Hendrix's death was written off as a tragic accident until uh, James Tappy Wright provided a different explanation. In his 2009 book, uh, Rock Roadie, Wright explains that Hendrix's manager, Michael Jeffrey, murdered a guitarist. Um, Wright claims that Jeffrey force-fed drugs to Hendrix so he could collect the life insurance. Wright explained that Jeffrey was afraid he would be replaced with a new manager and was also the beneficiary of Hendrix's $2 million life insurance policy. In his book, Wright explains that Jeffrey confessed to him in 1971 saying he had to do it. Since Jeffrey died in a plane crash over France in 1973, we cannot hear his defense to this accusation. Um, that's really weird that dude wrote a book in 2009 about it. Instead of just coming right out with it. Mm, yeah, like why would you sit on that information from 1971 until 2009 and not say right. anything to anybody about it? Right. Um, yeah, it just seems weird. Um, but like I said, when I started this, Jimi Hendrix is another one, the 27 club with, uh, Kurt Cobain, mysterious death really can't be explained. A lot of things that don't make sense that surround it. Um, did his manager kill him? Maybe we can't really know for sure. Um, I mean, a guy sat on information for it for 20, 38 years before he said something about it. So, I mean, how dependable is he? Yeah, and also, I mean, why would he make his manager the beneficiary? Did he not have anybody else in his family that he could trust with the life insurance money? Or It was probably in the contract when he signed with the manager that he was a beneficiary. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I mean, Jimmy Hendrix, I mean, one of my favorite songs um, uh, is by Jimi Hendrix uh, in the experience. Um, the song uh, Along the Watchtower. Um and uh, you know, of course, Voodoo Child is another good one. Uh, hey Joe, and I think everybody knows. I think everybody knows Purple Haze. I mean, you know, take that for whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, definitely one of the most influential. Um, not only just not only just guitar player. I mean, did you guys see the? Um, did you guys see the? Uh, the the uh, not not documentary. I'm sorry. The uh, the uh, the biopic. Of uh, him with uh, well, Andre three K, where Andre played him. Yeah, that was it. Was it was it was a good one. It's really good, and Andre yeah. looks like him, like very eerily yes. similar to him. Right. Yeah. Let's see. Um, but there was also have you have you heard have you heard the also? It's not. I don't think it's on the list. I haven't looked through the list. Um, the theory that uh, Jimi Hendrix died in uh, like I said, Jimi, Jimi Hendrix died in nineteen seventy one. I'm sorry, nineteen. Uh, 1970, um, and that he was reincarnated as Andre 3K. Was were they born? Was he born in that time? Um, no, nah, I mean, he was born much later. I think I don't. I mean, I mean, he was born 1970, in the 70s. 1970, 1975. I mean, yeah, so five years. I don't, I don't believe in a five year reincarnation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> reincarnation is usually within like a, the same like week or something yeah, like that. Yeah, same week or even the same couple of days, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Maybe our boy is going to get on here and explain. <laughs> Let's see, yeah, watch somebody get on here and explain to us like the exact, like, like yeah, how how reincarnation works. Which I mean, if you want to, you're more than welcome because I would love to oh, learn yeah, about it. One hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, that being said, let's move on from there. You got the next one, Chip? Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about um, the fact that Paul McCartney actually died in 1966. Or not the fact, the theory. Um, so, uh, Sir James Paul McCarthy, uh, McCartney <clears throat> is an English songwriter and co-lead vocalist and bassist for the Beatles. Although McCartney sang live in 2018 and 2019 for his Freshen Up tour, some believe this wasn't the original Beatle. Conspiracy theorists claim that the real McCartney died in 1966 in a car crash. To hide the tragedy, the Beatles asked an imposter, Billy Shears, to take McCartney's place. These claims stated when someone read into the lyrics of the Beatles song as hints of McCartney's death, in October of 1969, an unknown caller called into WKNR radio show. They explained that the words Turn Me On, Dead Man from the song Number Nine, Number Nine, and I Buried Paul from Strawberry Fields Forever confirmed McCartney was dead. More clues and justifications surfaced. For example, when the album cover of Abbey Road was released, fans pointed out that McCartney held a cigarette in his right hand. The real McCartney is left-handed. Fans also claimed he looked out of step with the other band members. In the song Glass Onion, John Lennon sings, Well, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. Fans assumed walrus is Greek or Greek for a corpse, and this was another clue that Paul McCartney was actually dead. Um... Now I've I've heard this theory uh probably a hundred times from a hundred different people. Uh and a lot of people really do believe that the guy that was born, James Paul McCartney, is dead, and that the guy that is currently going by the name James Paul McCartney is an imposter. Um, I don't know either way, um, you know, one way or the other, uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Beatles. They got a couple of songs that I like, but they're not a band that I'm just going to sit down and vibe with. Um, so to sit there and be able to tell the difference from one to the other, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the thing about it is, though, and let's 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 look at it from the grand scheme of things. I mean, in terms of the Beatles, I mean, we can say that at that point, you know, during the British and rock and roll invasion or whatever, when the Beatles came over, they were, you know, they were the biggest thing in the world. You know, they were the biggest band in the world at one point. Um, um, so I guess, in theory. Let's just say, just for the sake of argument, that the real Paul McCartney died in 1966. Did they believe that if they told them that Paul McCartney had died, it would just send a shockwave throughout the music world and replacing him would make the band less, you know, popular? 
or something along those lines? Uh, could that be a th- could that be a theory? It, it uh, so with him being you know the the co lead vocalist, it would almost be an instance um, like Lincoln Park. We'll bring it more modern when when Chester died, the band kind of died, right? Uh, and I think they probably thought that if so if this theory is true um they thought that without paul mccartney the band would die uh so it i would understand why they would do that you know throw in uh somebody that you know kind of looks like mccartney and maybe sounds a little bit like him or whatnot right well i mean my my theory about it is, I mean, there have been bands whose lead singer has passed away that they've replaced, and sometimes it works out for the best, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, look at look at a band like Drowning Pool. You know, their first album, Dave Williams was the voice of Drowning Pool, and then he passed away. And then they bring in a lead singer, didn't work out so well. And then they bring in an established lead singer in Ryan McComb from Soil, and they did three straight albums with them. So they really, you know, they really, you know, got a chance to kind of rebound and from 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 Dave Williams' passing. Um, another band is, you know, Suicide Silence. When Mitch Lucker passed away, a lot of people believed, okay, this is it for Suicide Silence, you know. And then they got, you know, they got a eddie hernandez to come in and fill his void and they're still making music i don't think i mean they're personally one of my favorite bands but i don't think that to the masses in the metal world they're as popular as they once were um so you know it's kind of give and take i mean do i think that it would have killed the beatles i don't know um they could have easily said yeah we're gonna bring in billy shears to replace paul mccartney and if they would, if Paul really did die and they came out and admitted it, then I think either one of two things would have happened: either a they would have just died off and they wouldn't have cared, or they or they would have had even more support. And you know, but then someone dies, you think you know your expectations are a whole lot high. Can you? Which obviously they actually had more success after the quote unquote car accident in nineteen sixty six. So. You know, did they really, even if they did come out, I mean, the guy did sound, if he is, if he's not really Paul McCartney, he sounds just like him. So, you know, I don't know. What say you, Raj? Uh, I mean, this one's really far-fetched. This is like so hard to fathom how this makes sense. Really, it's like one of those ones like you're like, well, somebody's sipping some kind of Kool-Aid with a aluminum hat on. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Like, they probably would have sold more announcing the death of Paul McCartney because the fans would have bought more records because of that. Uh, I mean, you guys see how it is with music nowadays when somebody dies from a band or something, how their sales go up immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it just doesn't make sense. And you find somebody who looks and sounds exactly the same, like like a twin clone or something like that. Like, it it really doesn't, like, that's one of the ones where I'm like, ugh, you, nah, this one's not believable. Yeah. 
you know, they need to find a person who is identical, almost identical looking and sounds the same. Like it, it's a little too far fetched. And let's be honest. I mean, this took place back in 1966. I mean, by the time we were born, we didn't even, as far as we know, that was, that was Paul McCarthy, you know? So, you know, you know what, if it, if it, if it really isn't Paul McCarthy, damn good on him because he fooled everybody, you know? So what are you going to say? Also, like the that line where they say that fans assume the war is is Greek for a corpse. That's that's like a that's literally stretching in another language, like, <laughs> right? Right. Like you, they do realize that the Beatles made song purposely made songs that it makes sense just to fuck with people, right? So the whole thing could have been an elaborate ruse from the very beginning. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even a fan of the wheel. Yeah, so me it neither. Matter me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know some people uh, sampled uh, a Beatles song. I think the song "Come Together." I think they somebody sampled that. I'm, I, I'll find it and look it up and send it to y'all. Um, can't remember who the artist was. It's gonna, it's gonna piss me off. Also, me I crazy. thought Paul McCartney. I thought Paul McCartney was that guy that Kanye made famous when they did that song together. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, he, he went there. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, that's like the Beatles. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next one is Jay Z, Roger's favorite hip hop artist. Yep, can travel back in time. He needs to travel back in time. To get better. On. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go through this before. Let's go through this before he ends up popping a vein in his forehead. All right. Sean Corey Carter, stage name Jay-Z, is a rapper and producer, also famous for being married to Beyonce Knowles Carter. The couple has various conspiracies surrounding them, but the weirdest must be that Jay-Z's time-traveling abilities. The conspiracy that he can time-travel all started from a, a photograph by Sid Grossman of the Harlem scene in 1939. The man in the photograph looks like Jay-Z. And reflects the rapper's mannerisms. The second theory, the, the second theory then emerged that if he can, tra- if he can't travel back in time, he must be a vampire who has stayed alive all these years. How else can immortality be explained? The more likely explanation for the facial similarities of the man in the photograph is that Jay Z and this man are somehow related. Possibly, perhaps, a twice-removed cousin of his great-great-grandfather. Okay. So, I'm looking at the picture currently. The dude kind of looks like Jay-Z, but kind of looks like is about as far as I'll go. Um, You know, I'm to not, me, He looks more like a Biggie to me. Yeah, th- thank you. I was going to say that. He looks more like Biggie <laughs> than, than, than Jay-Z. Like a like a like a thin version of Biggie Smalls, Smally small, yeah, <laughs> medium small. But yeah, like uh, I mean, that that can we just skip past this? Like, really, either he time travels or he's a vampire. Come on, guys. He's a daywalker now. He's Blade. He's the original Blade. Get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> oh, my, let me let me pull the head lever. Come on, son. Fuck out here with that bullshit. <laughs> Like, come on, like, yeah. 
And for the most ridiculous thing we've ever talked about on Movement Radio, the award goes to. I, ooh, I, don't, I don't know, know about, about that. that. <laughs> it's up there, though. It's got to be top five at least. It's up there, but. Ooh. All right, then. Uh, All right. It's up I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you can, if you look at the pictures, you can see some slight similarities. But, you know, like they said, it, it's it's more likely that Jay-Z may have been related to this guy, you know, somewhere far down the line or whatnot. Or or maybe it's just a fucking coincidence. Right. Yeah. How are you going to look at a picture from 1939 and you look at it and you think, oh, that guy looks a little bit like Jay-Z. No, hold on. That guy looks a lot like Jay-Z. Holy shit, that's Jay-Z. And then immediately your mind goes straight to vampire. Like, what type of shit are you smoking to make to make evil Knievel couldn't make that fucking leap? Like, seriously? I mean, if you young I mean, kids, evil Knievel like, would um, used to do a lot of Daredevil stunts. It's the inspiration of Jackass. For exactly. Those kids and Nitro know. Circus. Yeah. But, uh, like... Also, could be like this guy has a sort of similar facial shape, and our brain does that thing where it like pitch, puts a image of somebody else's face on somebody who we think it looks like when it's not actually them. Right. I forget what that's actually called. Um, uh, I don't know. It's called it, it's called it's called a facial recognition memory. Yes, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, we learn like, a lot I, from I, watching Vsauce. <laughs> I went to school for it. There you go. I took psychology in college. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting, but I forget all the terminology. <laughs> <laughs> I can explain it, but I can't tell you what the word is. That's for sure. But no, it's, it's I mean, that's what I feel like more than anything is just like fake facial recognition memory. Like he sort of looks close to Jay-Z in the, I mean, to me, he looks like Biggie. Like I don't see Jay-Z similarly at all. When I first saw the picture, I was like, yo, that's that's B.I.G. But nope. People were like, no, that's that's definitely uh, Jay-Z. All right. Y'all can have that yep. one. Right. All right. All right. Let's, well, uh, yeah, let's move on for this one. Uh, yeah. Rod, you got the next one, Bubba. Um, another member of the 27 Club, I'm pretty sure. Wait, was he 27? Yeah, I think he was 27. Uh, well, how, how did I end up with all this? You got all the 27 Club members, Bubba. Was, I know. Was he 27? I feel like he was. Let me, let me see if he's a member of the, the 27 Club. I think he club is. Identified members. 27 Club. Uh, it's 27 Club list. Um, um, yeah. Uh, no. No, he was not. He okay. was not? Okay. Okay. No, not according to this list. No, he's not. Um, How old is Bob Marley? Be on the lookout for that list, by the way, the 27 Club list. That's definitely going to be one we're going to be talking about. So Bob Marley was actually 36 when he died. Mm. 36, 36 oh. And he had 400 kids? Uh, 11. <laughs> and like I said, he had 400 kids. Yeah. Uh, and he also has two two grandsons and a granddaughter. So. Yeah, most of them. Are, most of them are involved in in, uh, in music too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think Ziggy's still doing music too. Ziggy, yeah, Ziggy is is Bob's son, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's Ziggy, there's uh, somebody. I can't remember who else is involved. Okay, there's a lot of uh, of weird names. There's uh, Sharon, 
not so weird. Then there's Sedella, C-E-D-E-L-L-A. And then you got Ziggy, whose real name is David. You got Steven. And then you got Rohan, Julian, K-Mani. It's K-Y hyphen M-A. K-Mani? K-Mani, K-Mani. And then Damon Marley. Damon, yeah, that's I do know Damon, yeah. Uh, Damon's welcome to jump rock. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Out in the streets, they call it murder. Uh, and then his two grandsons are Skip and Miko Marley, and then his granddaughter is uh, Sela. So, right, all right, but go ahead, Roger. We didn't mean to do that. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, but I'm pretty sure this one has like a lot of documentaries or like a bunch, like yeah, just a bunch of film. Yeah. On the uh, mystery around death. Um, so, the next one on the list is the CIA assassinated Bob Marley. Um, Robert Nesta Marley, known as Bob Marley, was a Jamaican musician, singer, and songwriter considered a pioneer of reggae. In 2018, stories started circulating on social media that a former agent of the CIA, Bill Oxley, confessed he killed Marley. Uh, the deathbed confession claims that the CIA was responsible for infecting uh, Marley with cancer viruses and bacteria. What cancer viruses, bro? <laughs> Sometimes I, I wonder. I, I got, I got a feeling there was supposed to be an apostrophe in there somewhere, or comma, or something. Or comma, yeah. yeah. One um, of the one of those annotations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but since the release of the Bob Marley document, documentary on Netflix uh, indicates the CIA admitted to keeping tabs on Marley in the 70s, it's easily made fans believe the agency was behind his death. People have tried to debunk this theory. They found no Bill Oxley associated with the CIA. Obviously, you wouldn't. Um, the photo used in the circulated story was also a stock photo by Polish photographer uh, Kataranza. There's a question. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> it's like, like halfway. It's like halfway through spoken this guy's name. He just said fuck it. He just hit a whole bunch of numbers. I'm like, yeah, he's like, I don't even know what this dude's name is. I'm gonna do put this. Nobody's gonna see this. What the hell is this? Dead, bro. I'm dead. Hold on. <laughs> Ah, hey, he said, he said, <laughs> Katarzyna, man, he got a question mark in his last name. <laughs> he does. I, I see it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talent hey, done. He's talent done. done. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> we won't have him for the rest of the night. <laughs> go ahead. Just go man, ahead. He got a question mark in his last name. <laughs> Uh, um, so <laughs> oh he's done I ain't heard him laugh like that in a minute man <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he got his giggle box going. <laughs> I mean, you got me crying over here, man. Hold on, man. 
<laughs> we ain't got you crying over here. <laughs> All right. <coughs> I got to shut the fuck up. I'm going to wait the kids. Y'all go ahead. Um, so the story may not be true, but Marley did pass away from brain cancer that started with an infection in his toe. I, I'm not a doctor, so I don't understand how that starts, but okay. Um, there was also an assassination attempt on his life in 1976 that was linked to the CIA. The two gunmen involved claimed they were contracted by the CIA in exchange for guns and drugs. So perhaps it's not so wild. Some would assume the CIA contributed to his early death in 1983. So 83, that was how many years? That was uh, seven years. He died at 36. So... Oh, he would have been 29. Wow. Okay. I was trying to see if the first assassination attempt would have been the 27 or not. Yeah. That's crazy, though. I mean, the the idea, I mean, I mean, if you believe anything Edward Snowden has ever said or put out there, I mean, there's, you know, you hear, you, you hear about the conspiracy theory of the CIA watching us and things of that nature. And, um, you know, there's... There, is it possible that the CIA are targeting certain celebrities and certain musicians? I mean, yeah, it's plausible. It's very plausible. Uh, I'm sure the CIA has got his hand, got their hands in a little bit of everything, not just music. I mean, politics and every form of entertainment you could think of, you know, um, what say you chip? I mean, he got a question mark in his last name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's uh it's very possible that the, the CIA did have this man uh, assassinated. Uh, please don't come for me. Um <laughs> just just try to keep just, that out yeah, there, you know. Please don't come for me. I'm I'm not anybody special. Uh um, We we are reading off of a website. Um <laughs> but uh it, it, it's possible that they did. It's, it's also possible that, you know, it's that the two gunmen involved were just like, hey, we got to get some heat off of us. Let's say the CIA hired us to do it. You know, uh, um, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't give the two gunmen name or anything like that. It doesn't tell, say their names. Uh, also, the fact that they can't find Bill Oxley associated with CIA, which I can understand that because, I mean, obviously, if you're working for the CIA, they're not going to give away your actual government name anyway. Um, and then the photo that was used that was circulated was just a stock photograph. Um, you know, I mean, so, yeah, it's – is it possible that the CIA could be involved? Possibly. Were they involved? It might yeah. be it might be far fetched, but I don't know. No, I mean they did keep ta- like there's actual evidence of them keeping tabs on them and conspiring against them. Yeah, they've actually released that. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it, but I'm just saying responsible for his death is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you got to think about it. Uh, it. Since we're talking about, I mean, we're only talking about music, but. It, it, in this particular instance, we're talking about the CIA. Uh, there's theories that the CIA actually had JFK murdered, uh, uh, and a lot of other, like most of the the Kennedy family that has died. There's theories that that all revolved around the CIA. Um, even more recently, like the Jeffrey Epstein deal, 
Um, there's where he killed uh, himself. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly killed himself. Allegedly, uh, apparently, uh, allegedly, the CIA had something to do with that. Uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's so far fetched that they would do something like that. Let's be honest, right? Again, please allegedly. don't come for us. <laughs> We're just three homely people trying to make a podcast. Nobody's yeah, scared. <laughs> what you gonna do? Duff a whole bunch of CIA agent, a, agents if they come up to your door? Yes. Oh no, they gonna shoot me from afar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't see it coming they, at all. Don't nope. use that microwave. They gonna they gonna use that heart attack gun. Yeah, they gonna just destroy me from the inside out like that. Right. <laughs> but good news for them. Taco Bell does that already. Yes. Oh Jesus. <laughs> that five dollar chalupa box is, is is great, right? Nobody eats that. <laughs> Nobody eats that. All right, so let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> um, next up is the theory that Elvis Presley is still alive. Uh, and how apropos that you are the one that is uh talking about this one. Yes. Um. So Elvis Aaron Presley, often known as the King of Rock, although some celebrities were falsely claimed dead, fans found it hard to believe that Elvis was gone. They said he was still alive after he died in 1977. There were multiple headlines of people seeing Elvis alive during the 80s and the 90s. Examples include seeing him buying a fuse in Michigan, a Hold on. <coughs> a fuse? <laughs> he, you heard that. Bruh. Um, getting phone calls from him and seeing him as a background extra on the film Home Alone. Okay. Um, really? Mm. No, it's not real. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to go back and look for it. Uh, See if I can find this alleged Elvis. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Chip. Gail Brewer uh, Georgie even wrote a book titled is Elvis alive in 1988? The theory was that Elvis faked his death to get away from the pressure of fame. Fans believed his coffin, which was difficult to carry, had a cooling system in it. Why the fuck would you put a cooling system in it? Just put a mannequin. I was say, why would you put a body in it to begin with? Like, yet again, some of these conspiracies just don't make sense. Stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the truth is that the coffin was actually made out of copper. Okay. Um, okay. Others believe that he found a body double or dummy for his funeral since the body did not look like him. With his heavy jug use and the reality that dead bodies have pale complexions, it is normal for people to not recognize corpses. Um. There's a lot of theories that that revolve around Elvis. Um, and, and one of those theories uh, I can relate to, um, Elvis's middle name is Aaron. Uh, my middle name is also Aaron. Um, so you're Elvis. Yes. That's why you're so yes, old. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, my my mom, my mother, uh, was a 
an absolutely ginormous Elvis fan. She's seen him. Yep. She's seen him live in concert probably fifty times in her life. Um, her entire bedroom was wall to wall Elvis memorabilia of all sorts. Um, so when she named me, she named me. My, she took his middle name and gave it to me. Uh, now, on Elvis Presley's birth certificate, his middle name is spelled A-R-O-N. On his gravestone, his headstone at his grave, his middle name is misspelled as it would have been on his birth certificate. His his headstone reads Elvis Aaron, but it's A-A-R-O-N. A.A. Ron. Yes. Um, so there's there's a ton of conspiracies, conspiracies that revolve around that, that his name was misspelled, and it was misspelled on purpose because it actually wasn't him that was buried there. Um, in reality, um, Elvis was a very religious person, and he legally changed his middle name to A-A-R-O-N because it more coincided with Aaron in the Bible. Right. Um, so, do I believe he died? Yes. Uh, did he die when they said he died? It's very possibly that he didn't. Um, it's it's another situation, kind of like Kurt Cobain, where he did want to get away from um, music altogether. Um, he he really wanted to become like an actor and be taken seriously, and and he wanted to stop getting these roles where all he did was sing. But he knew that he would never be able to do that, so the next best thing would have been to fake his death and just get away from it altogether. Um, yeah. And this was, a, this was at a point where he was like doing Vegas all the time as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was doing like world tours or anymore or anything like that. He pretty much became a performer in Vegas, you know, kind of like a Wayne Newton or somebody like that. Right. Um, so it's, it's plausible that he faked his own death uh, to get away from the fame. But it's it's highly unlikely due to the the stardom that he had achieved because how the fuck do you hide? You know? Yeah, I mean you're Elvis Aaron Presley. You're one of the at the time you're one of you were one of the biggest names in in rock I mean, music, at, you know. I would say at the time he was the biggest. Right, you know, and, and of course, <clears throat> of course, my my father, <clears throat> excuse me, my father is a big Elvis Presley fan. I remember, um, I remember your mother and my father Chip would sit there and just talk like about Elvis, you know, like any, like when they saw each other. Uh, I remember, if matter of fact, I think it was at my, I think it was at uh my wedding, um, they had talked for a while, and I was like, I, I asked him after I was like, hey, you talked to. Uh, Chip's mama for a while there, and he was like, "Yeah, we talked about Elvis most of the time." I'm like, "I had a feeling you did," <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, but 
and I asked my dad, and I was like, well, you, you think he died the way they say he died? And he was like, you mean he died on the toilet? I'm like, well, yeah. Do you think he died? you think he died the way he said that they said he died? He goes, I said, well, he goes, I don't know if he died then. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's dead now. I mean, it's 20, and this was a couple of years ago when I asked me. He's like, he's, this is pre-pandemic, obviously. He, I can't remember if he was 2018 or 2019. He was like, I'm pretty sure he's dead i'm pretty sure he isn't still living if he was still alive then god bless him because he's doing a damn good job hiding you know um but do i think it's plausible that he died when he said maybe i mean because when people have faked their deaths before in 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 history but i I mean obviously the man's dead now you would assume that the man is dead now you know, um, he'd be, he'd be really old. Yeah. Not. Right. I mean, he, how old was he when he died? Does anybody, you guys know that you got oh, this pulled up? 40s, wasn't he? 40s. Hold on. I'll, I'll yeah. confirm that. Yeah. We'll do it. We, we, we'll do a little math problem here. Uh, we don't do yeah, Elvis here. was 42 when he died in 77. So, okay. So that means in three years, he would have been 45 and that would have been in 1980. So let's see, 1980, he'd be 45. Another 40s. There'd been another forty years. He'd be in his eighties. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, it'd be fifty years. He'd be ninety. It's it's possible that if he didn't die then, that he's still alive. You know, if he, if he faked his death, it's possible. But but he had a really bad he didn't nap it. Yeah. <laughs> he had like shit a lot. Yeah. I mean. I mean, he he had. I mean, even if he did fake his death in 1977, he'd be dead now. So, I mean, yeah. But nevertheless, I mean, I mean, his music. I mean, for for people to even this day, I mean, you, if you go to Las Vegas now, you still see Elvis impersonators everywhere, you know. And that just shows the me. legacy that he had. You know, the fact that you know he had such an impact on not only the city of Las Vegas, but music. And I think he's still, I think the seventh most, uh, like he sold like in, in terms of like overall record sales, he's still like seventh in the world or something like that. I think Michael Jackson and a couple of other people have actually outsold him. Um, but even I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if that to be the truth or not. I think Michael Jackson's number one. Yeah, Michael Jackson's number one for sure. Uh, maybe the Beatles, possibly. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So anyway, um, <laughs> so we'll go from we'll go from there to probably the strangest one on the list, and it's going to be the last one we talk about this evening. Gene Simmons. Has a cow's tongue. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, I looked up the list. Oh, okay. Um, and it was updated September 10th, 2020. Okay. Um, the Beatles are one, Elvis Presley's two, Michael Jackson's three, Elton John is four. Wait, are we on the same list? No, this is what? When's yours? Uh, it updated May 17th, 2021. Ah, yeah. so yours is more updated. Uh, right. <clears throat> so number 10 is Taylor Swift. Um, number number nine is Eminem. <laughs> number nine is Eminem. Number eight is Pink Floyd. Number seven is Rihanna. Number six is Led Zeppelin. Five is Madonna. 
four is Elton John, three is Michael Jackson, two is Elvis Presley, and one is the Beatles. The Beatles have 279.8 million certified sales. This list doesn't make sense. Um, it has Rihanna with certified sales at 279.1 million. And she's lower on the list. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it, yeah. it's got what Elvis at 225.7. Like It, it doesn't make... I, I don't know why they did it that way. It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but he's up there. I mean, we can say that. He's up there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so... Let's get to this Gene Simmons cow tongue real quick. All right, so. Spoilers. I know, right? Gene Simmons. <laughs> oh, hello, I think I've read it. I read it already. So, Gene Simmons is the bassist and frontman for the legendary rock band Kiss. With Kiss's outrageous and sometimes bizarre performances for its time during the 1970s, it's of little surprise of weird conspiracies that merge, especially around Gene Simmons. During performances, Simmons often waggled, waggled, okay, yes, waggled. waggled his tongue at the audience. It was very, very long and very, very pointy. A rumor even emerged that his tongue was such a way was was in such a way because he had cow's tongues, a cow's tongue grafted onto his own tongue to extend it. The rumor even extends to beliefs that. He had his mouth enlarged to make room for the tongue. Simmons has admitted this is his favorite myth about him. It doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Again, I mean, I mean, people eat cow tongue. From what I've heard, I love cow tongue. Cow tongue is delicious. I don't even. I don't. I don't think I've had it before. It's delicious. Mm. Does it taste like chicken? No, it tastes actually <laughs> like just a like a thick steak. Like a th- very thick steak, like flank steak. Like, it, I mean, just a thick steak. So I can really describe it as. I mean, it's beef. Okay. I mean, that's all. I mean, yeah, yeah. You think it's weird because you know you're thinking, oh, I'm eating the tongue, but like, but but it's a muscle. Maybe, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's why it's so. That's why it's so thick. But I mean, I could put tongue in front of you and tell you a steak, and you guys would wouldn't know. Hmm. Chip. <laughs> Uh, I I think this is a ridiculous conspiracy. Um, the man himself has even said that he he finds it amusing. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't he just come out and be like, "Yep, I had a cow's tongue grafted onto my own, so it would look longer for the the kiss demon kind of feel," you know. Right. Like, I, I think he would have. There was an opportunity for some merch there that was um, <clears throat> really lost if this is true. Because. Yeah, we know Gene Simmons don't lose nope, money. Not at no, all. No, he does not. You know, he's probably got the biggest. <laughs> he probably got the biggest kiss selection. I mean, it's his own collection, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a shit ton of kiss merchandise. And, I mean, you can't say that kiss didn't hustle. I mean, these people put out. 
so many t-shirts, hats, cough. There's a kiss coffin, you know, um, if you want to get buried in well, a kid's coffin, more, you could. Um, what's more metal than that? Exactly. You know, although people do look at kiss like the redhead stepchild of, of metal, um, because they were so different pop. pop. Yeah. They, they had, they had a pop essence to them because their songs were catchy, you know, um, I mean, it wasn't like fucking, you know, which Slayer, Megadeth, you know, Metallica, those bands didn't really come around until like, you know, the the early 80s, you know. But even then back in the 70s, I mean, they were pretty, I mean, they weren't extreme, you know, to the point of like bands like Venom or something back in the 70s. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Kiss, just stage performance alone, you can say that, you know, they... They had a, they had, it was a, it was a brilliant market marketing strategy, the way that they, you know, made it, you know, and they, they would, I mean, they had cartoons and all this kind of crazy shit. Like, you know, I mean, they, they really did a good job of turning it into a, a brand, you know, and it has far exceeded a lot. I mean, there's still people to this day who will go, which I don't know, I mean, obviously no one's really touring right now. Um, due to uh, the COVID situation, but uh, you know, I do, do they even tour anymore? Does Kiss even do shows anymore? Even pre-pandemic, do they even do shows anymore? I think they were doing one. Yeah, I think they were on their like farewell tour. Uh, yeah, right. I think like their third farewell tour. Mm. Yeah, third farewell. Yeah. Okay, so. That being said, out of all the ones that we've discussed tonight, which one did you guys find the most interesting? Um, uh, It'd have to be the question mark. (laughs) That was the biggest question of all. Oh, right. That, I mean, a lot of these were like so far out there, like it doesn't even make sense. Uh, I mean, obviously the Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix and Bob Marley ones, because I mean those are true deaths shrouded in like pure mystery. Yeah, right. Uh, um, and things just don't add up like they I, should. I did find the the uh, Paul McCartney died in 1966 pretty interesting. It's far fetched, but it was interesting that they would have went to that those depths to. <clears throat> keep him keep him around per se um right but other yeah, than that, that one definitely I mean, yeah yeah other than that most of them like jay-z traveling back in time come on uh gene simmons with yeah, the oh, cow and he's tongue. a vampire yeah gene <laughs> simmons with the cow tongue and eh. you know it, it's just like <clears throat> i get like you're a fan of these people but why are you going to make up shit about him? Right. You know, Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Yes, he is. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like to me, the ones will be the 27 Club yeah. people pretty much always. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, the, the, the far-fetched ones like that, like the, the Stevie Wonder one and the Gene Simmons tongue, like, who thought, like, that's the first thought. Not, oh, he has a he got one of those. He's one of those people with a really long tongue. No, he put a cow's tongue on his tongue. Right? Really? Like, yeah, what kind of shit are you on? Because 
you seem to be. Didn't he reveal that he just? I was like, didn't he reveal that he just cut the little connector on the bottom of your tongue? Yeah, I think that was what it was. The talking about the webbing on the bottom, the little webbing in between the, yeah. that connects the. Yeah, that would. It think... would be dangerous, though. I mean, because I mean, you end up swallowing your tongue if you end up having a seizure or something. I mean, I mean that. Yeah, but the money, though. Money's worth your okay. <laughs> Y'all say so. All right. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this episode of Movement Radio, where we talk about insane, crazy conspiracy theories. I'm pretty sure we have a couple of more conspiracy theory episodes lined up. Uh, coming down the pike we got a lot of cool ones coming up um that being said though um again thank you guys for tuning in chip raj anything y'all want to say before we jump jump out of here tonight um as always check out movementradio.us that is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio and if you so happen to be listening to this on apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review it does nothing for us monetarily but it does help get our podcast out to a broader audience Absolutely. Um, Raj, anything from the Patreon channel? Um, you know, just $1 a month gets you to grade a journey of Eminem's career that we're going through. Um, also, CIA don't kill us for going through these conspiracy lists. Um, you know, uh, but no, in reality, just $1 a month gets you some good stuff that we don't post on um, the normal ones. Also, our new series, Who You Got. Um, I think we said we were going to like put the full thing on Patreon before we put them all the way out. I think it's what we did. I can't remember what it was for that completely. We talk a lot in the group yeah. chat. Yeah, we do. <laughs> a whole lot. A whole lot. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, that's so. there's that going to the Patreon uh, channel. A um, couple quick shout-outs. Shout-out to Sean Thompson of Thompson Personal Training. My arms feel like jello right now because he put me through an insane workout. Um, today, I, I literally I, – my arms are – I can't move my arms. Uh, that being said, no, but it's a good workout. They go $40 a session. You can't beat it. Boxing, cardiovascular workout, strength and conditioning. Um, he'll, help you, he'll help you get in the best shape of your life. Um, also, shout-out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. They got a lot of cool shit going on over there. Our good buddies Andrew and Sean over at the Warrior Workout Network. Shout-out to you guys. Uh, Unleash, uh, Twitch.tv slash Unleash Demon, our buddy Ivan Montanez. Uh, go check out his content. Uh, plays Call of Duty, a couple of other cool games. Um, definitely want to check out his content. And once again, we say it every single week, but we cannot emphasize it enough. Thank you guys. Without you guys, we don't have a podcast. Without you guys, we just – Three people just talking about shit no one's listening to. That being said, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. We love you guys, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click the bell to get notified of our latest videos, and again, patreon.com and movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.